Thank you very much once again for tuning in to gospelbearsradio.com for day nine of Luke December Challenge 2022. This is a challenge, a, a yearly tradition now at Gospel Best Radio where we invite members of our community to read through the gospel account according to St. Luke in the month of December so that in the month that we celebrate his birth, we are also learning about him and about his gospel and this year, thanks to all those who have read, if you want to read any of the uh, remaining chapters, we have uh, chapters available from Luke uh, 16. From Luke 16 to 24, you can still pick any of the chapters to read. And all thanks to our dear sister, uh, Fumbi Shokoya, who is reading uh, today Luke Nine. After that, we are going to go on a treasure hunt. We have identified four treasures from Luke chapter 9, but Luke chapter 9, as, as well as other chapters in Luke, are... Uh, Full of treasures, full of treasure. We are we are sharing nine. Of, uh, we are sharing four of them from Luke chapter nine. If you have found other treasures, please do not hesitate to share with us. And now let us prayerfully listen to our dear sister uh, Fumbi Shukoya reading Luke chapter nine. Good evening. My name is Olu Fumbi, and I'll be reading Luke chapter nine from the NIV version. When Jesus had called the twelve together. He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrash heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About five thousand men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of four, about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everybody sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the apostle. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. 
Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who did the crowd say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, If anyone will come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at that time what they had seen. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him and he suddenly screams. He throws him into convulsions so that he foams, so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him and it's and is destroying him. I begged your disciples to bring, drive it out, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit, healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully to what I am about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them, so that they did not grasp it. 
and they were afraid to ask him about it. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them will be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, Whoever wel welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the, the one who sent me. For he who is least among you all, he is the greatest. Master, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he is not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go, Jesus replied. Foxes have holes, and birds of the hair have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. And yes, thanks to you. There, Sister Fubi, thank you so very much for reading Luke chapter 9 for day 9 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Now to the treasure hunt. The Holy Spirit has led us to identify and share four of the treasures from Luke chapter 9. Just four of them. Four of the treasures. There are many more. I would like you to also go on a hunt and share with us the treasures that you have identified in Luke uh, chapter 9. The first one from us is this. Listen to it. Little is much when God blesses it and nothing is something when God is in it. Little is much when God blesses it and nothing is something when God is in it. And I refer you to uh, the opening verses of Luke chapter 9. Uh, the, the Lord, our Lord, called his disciples. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God unto you. And he said to them in verse 3, listen to this. Take nothing for the journey. Take nothing for the journey. Neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. Take nothing for the journey. And look, I run to run to verse ten. It says, and the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. All that they had done. They did so much work, notwithstanding that they took nothing with them. Take nothing with you. Our Lord charged them. And we are saying, we are saying that the Holy Spirit is reminding you of this treasure. Nothing is something when God is in it. How many of us have refused to do what the Lord wants us to do? How many of us have sat in just one place uh, thinking that we have nothing? You know what? The presence of Christ is enough. His presence is what is enough. His presence is enough. He has promised. He has said, uh, Lo, I'm with you to the very end of the age. Uh, if you are with you, uh, the one who owns the all that is on the earth, if you have him with you, you are never going to lack. You are never going to lack. You are never going to lack. So nothing is something when God is in it. And that is why uh, we have countless examples of people of faith who, notwithstanding that uh, they had nothing with them, they kept going forward. They kept going forward. They kept being cheerful, knowing that uh, having Jesus 
is all important. It's more important than having all all the all the material blessings of this world. And and I think this is a lesson to uh, many of our churches and Christian ministries as well. We always suppose that uh, we need so much money and we need so much uh, material goods to be able to make uh, an imp- to to make impact in this world. Perhaps we don't. Perhaps what we need more. In fact, what we need, all we need is the presence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God. That's all we need. That's all we need. And then we'll find that it will provide for us the strength, the courage, the materials, the money we need to confront and overcome. Let us seek more of Jesus. Let us seek to be in his will and more of the Holy Spirit. And we'll find that it will provide for us the strength and the courage and the materials and the money to confront to overcome and to do exploits for him. In the same vein, uh, little is also much when God blesses it. Little is much when God blesses it. Verse 16, Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. Verse 17, So they all ate. How many of them? 5,000. So they all ate and were filled, and 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them we're taken up by them little is much when god little is much when god blesses it and nothing indeed is something nothing is something when god is in it I, I, i've mentioned matthew 28 20 where our lord promised saying lo i am with you i'm with you i'm with you even to the very end of the age and his presence is sufficient again be reminded of of First Kings seventeen sixteen, that widow of Zarephath, who thought she had just enough for her to eat and then die for her and her son to eat and then die, but you know when the when, when the prophet of God visited her and the prophet of God prophesied into her life, what testimony do we have in First Kings seventeen sixteen? Listen to it. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. New King James Version, the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which is spoke by Elijah. And I wanted to take courage from that. If what you have is little, if you perhaps you even have nothing. With God in it, with God blessing it, you will find that it will be more than sufficient, more than sufficient for you. And I pray that whatever you are today that you consider little, the Lord will so bless it that it will, it will, it will, it will be enough for you. You will look back in the not too distant future and say, look, how did I survive that period? Because the Lord blessed uh, what you have. In, in that power, in that assurance, we should move forward as individuals. In that assurance, we should move forward as the body of Christ. And Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Be content with what you have. Why? Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So the first treasure uh, from Luke uh, chapter 9 that we are sharing today is this. Little is much when God blesses it and nothing is something when God is in it. Yes, and the second treasure from Luke chapter 9 from us here in the studio is this. Our only message is the kingdom of God 
through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's our only message. Our only message is the kingdom of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And of, of course, you'll agree with me that in Christian churches nowadays, Christian ministries, from the mouth of many Christians, we find so many other messages other than the gospel, the message of the kingdom of God. No message should be preached by any Christian in the name of Christ. No message should be proclaimed from any pulpit uh, of the church of Christ that is not about the kingdom of God, that is not about the kingdom of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the famous uh, preachers said, look, count if you cannot count multiple uh, references to Jesus Christ in your sermon. You should not be preaching it uh, from, from, from the pulpit of a church. You should not be preaching it in the name of Christ. If you cannot count multiple references to the name of our Lord, that is the only message we have. Our only message is the kingdom of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why do I say this? I look at Luke. I look at Luke chapter 9 and I say uh, what charge our Lord gave to his disciples. Luke chapter 9 verse 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. To preach the kingdom of God. To preach, to do what? To preach the kingdom of God. And while doing it, to do the work of healing as well. To, to cater to the needs of people. Yes. But in terms of the message, the message is what? About the kingdom of God. We have no business uh, preaching any of that message. The message is about the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of God. Let's look at... Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. Uh, the apostle was, was confident enough to write back to the Corinthians and say, that While I was with you, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Every one of us should be able to say that. Every Christian preacher should be able to say that, that I bring to you nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified crucified. Don't add to it. Don't add to it. Don't add uh, something that will make it more interesting. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Uh, don't veer off to say, okay, let us also talk about how to make money. Let us also talk about um, how to think. Let us also talk about how to progress in career. There are other channels for that. But the Christian message is about the kingdom of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And of course, I mean, remember this from Galatians 1.8. And this is, very, this is strong, uh, strong words from Apostle Paul. He said, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. That's quite strong, right? Yes. Let, let, that's quite strong. New Living Translation, Galatians 1.8. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven, who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you? And what is and what did what did Paul preach to to the people he ministered to? First Corinthians two two, which you just read, nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that's our that's the second treasure from Luke nine. And yes, the, the third treasure from Luke 9 from us here in the studio is this. Listen to it. He will never send you away empty-handed. He will never send you away empty-handed. Read Luke 9, 12 and 13. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, Send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions for we are in a deserted place here. 
That's what the, that's what the disciples recommended to Jesus Christ. Send them away. Let them go and fend for themselves. Send them away. Let them go and fend for themselves. Verse 13. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food. And of course, you know the rest of the story. And the Lord took the five loaves and two fish and blessed it. And it was more than sufficient for the 5,000. He will never send you away empty and dead. Have you forgotten Psalm 34 verse 5? Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Don't forget those who look to him. They are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. He will never send you away empty and dead. I remind you also of Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose work is blameless. New King James Version, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And, and those who walk in Christ, they walk uprightly because they have the righteousness of Christ imputed to them. No good thing will he withhold from them. He will never send you away until and the disciples recommended to him, Sir, uh, we do not have enough to feed them. We are in a deserted place. Send them away to go fend for themselves. You go to Christ. He will never tell you to go fend for yourself. He will take care of you. He meant a funeral procession. He did not he did not look the other way. He did not walk away. He made a funeral procession, saw the woman in anguish. What did he do? He raised up the dead because he saw that woman in anguish. He will not look away. He will not send you away empty handed. That leper went to him in Luke 5 13. Luke 5, uh, verse 13. The leper went to him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. What did the Lord say to him? I am willing. I am willing. I am willing to uh, be made whole. So, uh, their brother, their sister, remember this. This is one treasure from Luke uh, chapter 9. He will not send you away empty handed. Keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. It, that is his nature. He, when he was here, uh, the writer of the book of Acts wrote saying, He went everywhere doing good, doing good. And Apostle Peter as well testified saying, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never send you away empty handed. He will never look the other way. He will never, ever look the other way. And I heard somebody saying, well, I've been praying for so long. Or somebody saying, well, that's the time I prayed about this. He never answered because, well, that sickness did not go away. Or that person did not survive that sickness. Or this horrible thing happened. Or even that, that particular thing I've been praying for, for years, have not received them. I will, I, will, I will refer you to 2 Corinthians 2. No, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. There was a man also, a man also, his name, Paul. Paul, who was sort of Tarsus, he prayed, he prayed. He, 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 he told us, and we believe him verily, and from verse 8 of 2 Corinthians 12, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Three times I prayed with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And I said to you, where he does not answer, it is not that he's leaving you to go and fend for yourself. It is not that he's, he's making you go away empty and dead. He's saying to you, my grace will be more than sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Where he has not answered, his grace will be sufficient. If you're asking for this and you need it desperately and he's not giving it to you now, I tell you, if you're asking in the will of God, if you're asking in spirit and in truth, and you're asking the name of Jesus, he has heard you, if he's not giving you right now, his grace will bear you through. We bear you through. If he's not taking away that sickness right now, his grace will bear you through. If he chooses not to answer in the way you have asked, hey, his grace 
will bear you through. And I pray indeed that the grace of God will bear you through all the challenges of life in Jesus' name. Amen. And now the fourth treasure from Luke chapter 9 from what's in the studio is this. Jesus is the Christ of God. Jesus is the Christ of God. Now, this may look as basic as it comes in Christian in Christian thinking, but this is the foundation of everything. Jesus is the Christ of God. And of course, this Luke chapter 8 is where we have that declaration, declaration by Peter, by the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Lord asks them, I, I know that, okay, people have been saying this and that. I hear you, what people say about it, but you... Who do you say that I am? And of course, Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. The Christ, what does that mean? The Christ of God means the Messiah of God, the anointed of God, the one anointed by God, chosen by God as the way to heaven, the one chosen by God as the way to reconciliation with God, the only one, the one, Christ. Jesus is the Christ of God. Jesus is the Christ. That means so much beyond what you can imagine. And that is why John 14, 6, we should always proclaim it. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Acts 4, 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Jesus is the Christ of God. It is through him and none else. Other. It is true that not that we can find salvation, so much so that in Romans 1 16, the apostle also declared, saying, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel of Christ is the one that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Jesus is the Christ of God, He's the one chosen of God. God has not chosen any other one, He chose Christ and him and him alone so uh, that declaration by peter uh, was correct a lot affirmed it and of course in verse 35 at the mount of transfiguration as well what did we read a voice came out of the cloud saying saying what this is my beloved son hear him this is my beloved son hear him christ i mean jesus is the christ of god jesus is the one anointed by god jesus is the one chosen by god you want to be reconciled to god Please, I beg you, in the name of Christ, do not go to any other God. You dare not go to any other God. Jesus is the one that has been anointed by God. 1 Corinthians 3, 11, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. King James Version, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. New King James, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. New Living Translation, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Christ of God. Please do not, do not, do not accept another gospel. Do not embrace another gospel. Do not go through any other means. Anything other than Jesus Christ is futility. Is futility. Remember uh, Psalm sixteen, Psalm sixteen, verse four. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. A new international version, new living translation. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. New King James Version. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another god. Jesus Christ is 
Jesus is the Christ of God. Jesus is the Christ of God. Is the one chosen by God. No other person, no other way, no other idea, no other philosophy, no other, no other practice, no other ritual, no other ritual, no other person, no other way, but Christ. But Christ, do not forget this. And I pray the Lord will interpret this more into our heart. So remember today, the treasures are from Luke chapter uh, Luke chapter 9. Number one, little is much when God blesses it. Nothing is something when God is in it. Number two, our only message is the kingdom of God. Don't preach any other, any other thing. Our only message is the kingdom of God. Number three, it will never send you away empty-handed. And number four, Number four, Jesus is the Christ of God. And if you have known him, how blessed you are. How blessed you are. How blessed you are. And if you have not, we implore you. We implore you by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the stead of Christ, be reconciled to God. Come to Jesus today and it will make something beautiful out of your life. More than that, it will present you before the judgment throne of God as faultless. It will present you before God as his brother, as his sister. He will hold you. He will be so proud of you. And on the last day, after you die, after your work on earth is ended, he will, he will present before God and say, oh, Dear Father, this is my brother. This is my sister. Think about that. Think about that. And linger linger no longer lord we thank you for this wonderful time that we have spent here we pray that the blessings of studying your word you will multiply to us in jesus name and anybody who is hearing this who has not come to the knowledge of your of your saving grace we pray that your holy spirit will draw such a one and as such a one will experience the blessing of walking with, with christ in this world and the blessing of being presented before your throne of judgment as faultless we ask all this with thanksgiving in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen.